Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Blackwood Show. The Black, the Black, the Black, Black. Welcome to the Blackwood Show. I'm Taylor Blackwood, and this is my show. I'm really excited today. We got a leadership episode for you guys, which is kind of turning into some of my favorite podcasts to do and actually some of the most popular on here. Uh, So today we're going to talk about a leadership topic. We're going to talk about how to rank your employees and the system that we use in my business and how we kind of simplify that is the A, B, and C ranking of employees. And as the name implies, and as you might have gleamed, because you guys are so clever, your employees can either be A, B's or C's and A is the best as you might've suspected. (laughs) So let's jump into it. Let's talk about what great employees have their characteristics. You know, what do you, what are you looking for in your studs? Uh, How do you handle them? How do you incentivize them? Let's talk about the people you're developing. That's your B's. Let's talk about your C's, the dreaded C's and the people who just aren't going to make it in your company and who you got to get moved along. So without further ado, we're going to talk about the A, B, and C system for ranking employees. Um, Like I just said, there's A, B, and C. A is best. Those are your employees that you just support. You can have as many A's as you want. You just give them the support they need and you get out the way. Those guys are going to be studs. They're going to kill it. Guys or girls are going to be studs. They're going to kill it for the organization. They're committed and they're climbers. So we're going to to unpackage these more detail, but the A's are the great ones. The B's are your development players. This is where the leaders really make a big impact. You get in there and you're working on these people with the hope of them becoming A's one day and becoming someone who just runs on their own and you just kind of support rather than develop. So the B's are your, your promising employees and this is where leaders make their impact and you can only have so many B's, call it like five direct reports who are B's. Uh, and then the C's are the losers of the organization. These are the bad employees. These are the people who are negative. These are the people who aren't doing their job, the people that you just have to identify and get rid of. So that's kind of a, a high level overview of what we're going to talk about today. And we're going to unpack it in more detail. Why do we use a system like this? You know, some companies get very complicated in their ranking systems and their reviews. Uh, we like to kind of keep it fluid and we like to use a simple system like this, A, B, and C. It's easy for everyone to understand. And most importantly, it's easy for your people in the field to frame where they fall on it, but also where their direct reports fall on it. It's simple for everyone to understand, so it can't be too confusing. And it summarizes all good things. You know, it doesn't give as much detail as like, Maybe I've seen some of like Amazon's uh, write-ups about employees and things like this that go into a lot of detail. And there's some upside to that. But in our organization, our culture, we like to keep things simple. We like the evaluations to be based off of merit and, and to not be overly burdened or overly complicated. And certainly in our organization and the cultures of every business that I build, I hate bureaucracy. You have to get rid of bureaucracy in your organization, in my opinion. That bureaucracy is just, it's kind of that cancer that creeps into businesses over time. It's the thing where as you get bigger and bigger and you have less and less control and and your key people are more and more spread thin, you start to build layers of bureaucracy and processes and things like this, but ultimately they just burden businesses. Even these mega corporations that are innovative, like Apple and things like this, don't have that big of bureaucracies. Amazon does, interestingly. They have a pretty decent bureaucracy from the inside I've seen. Their ranking system for employees is very clear and spelled out. There's lots of people involved in every decision process, but it creates a lot of infighting. There's lots of people doing office politics and jockeying for position and stuff like that. I like to keep it way simpler in my business. And that's why I like the ABC system. You know, it's just so easy for people to understand, easy for you to check in on and easy for people to frame their thinking about. Because if they have to sit sit back and think about, you know, 
30 different metrics for evaluating performance and 10 different metrics for personality types they're doing every quarter on each of their direct reports, that can get cumbersome. You know, it takes afternoons, if not days to write those reports and things like this. And you got to ask yourself, are you getting 85, 95, 90, 95% of the benefit from just doing a simpler system than those really in-depth ones? And can, can you focus some of that energy somewhere more productive if you didn't have that bureaucracy? So, and that's why I like to keep the, the simple system. It's easy for everyone to understand. It's easy for you to use and to implement. And it's easy for people to quickly frame their opinion of their direct reports and kind of do check-ins on where they are and where they need to be. So without further ado, let's jump into it. Let's talk about uh, what A's are, what B's are, what C's are. Beginning with A's, because they are the most fun and the kind of frame the rest of the conversational frame, why you want these people so bad and, and how the ultimate goal is to have as many A's in your organization as you can possibly get. So the A's are your studs. They're self-directed. They're go-getters, you know, that you don't even have to tell them what to do and they're out there making it happen. They're eager to, to please. And they're eager to win. Uh, they're the people that you support and you get out of their way. You know, you don't want to burden these people with checking in on you or unnecessary reports. Oh, I hate it when bosses do that. You know, it's so frustrating to me when I see people trying to make themselves necessary by requiring reports to be generated. You know, the classic TPS report and you can't have my red stapler. You know, let's take a baseball bat to the fax machine because you don't want an organization that's worshiping the Monday morning report. You know, you need, you need reporting. I'm not saying it's unimportant, but you need it to be balanced and you definitely never want to end up too report heavy. You know, anytime that your employee is doing a useless report, just so that someone else feels needed in the organization or whatever, such a mistake. So don't burden these people with nonsense. You support these people and you get out of their way. So who are they? What are their characteristics? They're self-directed. You know, these people uh, self-motivate. They have a way of gravitating towards what's the most important thing to, to do in the company. And they're doing that. You know, it's not that you need to be over their shoulder looking at their productivity every 30 minutes or whatever, or having them check in with you even daily. These are the people that you can leave alone in the field for a month, a quarter, a year, and they're getting it done. You know, a strong CEO is an A person and you, the board of directors put them in there, check in on them a couple times a year and let them run the business. They support them and they get out of his way. So your A people are self-directed. They know what to do. They're ambitious. That's really what motivates a lot of the self-direction. You know, it's not some altruistic thing. It's that they're ambitious for themselves and for their career. So, you know, you need it to be mutually beneficial. You need to harness that ambition, but you want ambitious people. You know, you want people who want to grow. You want people who want to make the organization better, who want to be better themselves. That's really who you want in your organization. And A's are always ambitious in my experience. They're generally money motivated. Those two things go hand in hand. I've spoken on a previous podcast that you should never get it twisted. You know, when you're an employer and uh, you, you have these employees, the main reason that they're engaging with you is the money. That's why people go to work. So don't get it twisted. I mean, there's more and more motivation going on around third party reasons, you know, things like a great headquarters or an inspiring mission statement or whatever, right? But don't get it twisted. You need to pay your people well. And your A players are probably going to be money motivated. That's probably what's getting this great performance out of them. It's probably why they're self-directed. It's because they want to make more money. They want their career to go further. It's why they're ambitious. Some of that can be competition, but really it's, it comes down to money when in your career, right? So um, you know, make sure these people are paid well because they're generally money motivated. And that's a great opportunity to harness the true power that is your A players. 
you know, rather than having an impediment there, if they're money motivated, get them on a bonus plan that aligns with your best interests. Make your life simple. Some people want to be uh, penny wise, but then they're pound foolish. You know that if you pinch pennies with your go getters and don't do an aggressive bonus plan, you're hurting them and you're also hurting yourself. You know, you might think you're helping your PL, but you are just taking a tailwind and putting it in front of your sales, you know, a potential tailwind, I should say. Bonus your people. Give yourself that tailwind. Give yourself that boost. Make your life a little bit easier. Isn't that what this is all about? Make your life easy. Give yourself tailwinds so that you can focus on bigger picture things. So if they're money motivated, give them some good bonus plans that, that align them with you. Uh, another characteristic, these people are engaged. You know, they, they tend to be in the mission. There's no, this person showing up late to work consistently. There's no, uh, you can't get them to pay attention on a phone call. There's no, uh, you can't get them engaged in a meeting. There's no, you know, you can't get them to go do a, a clinic review in my case, or to go check on, on their people in the field. These are people who are engaged, you know, they're bought into the mission. They get joy in their work as corny as that sounds. You know, these are people who enjoy the process. They enjoy their career and they enjoy growing. They enjoy building. So they're engaged. You know, that's a major characteristic. If you ever see disengagement, they aren't, they aren't an A player, you know that. And uh, sometimes some really talented people can be disengaged, but if they aren't engaged, they're not giving you the effort. You're not getting the results. No matter how much promise they have, if you aren't getting the result, what good is it, right? So, you know, the engagement piece of this is huge. And that's one of the big things I look for in my A players. Another characteristic, they're loyal. You know, these people um, tend, tend to be really loyal to the career, loyal to their mission, loyal to the company if you build a great culture and you incentivize them well, then, you know, that, that you can count on them. They're obviously honest and, and you don't have to worry about them stealing and things like that for them to be considered a great employee, an A player, the epitome of what you want. But they're definitely loyal. You know, I think that's a big characteristic that I've seen with all of our A players in my career is that uh, they're committed to the company. They're committed to the vision. And if you're a great leader, they're committed to you. And you have a lot of capital with them to spend that way, which is something I spoke about on a previous episode. You know, those are characteristics. This is a non-exhaustive list, but those are things you're looking for in people to determine, are they an A player? You know, your A's are always going to have those things I just mentioned. They're going to be your studs. They're going to be producing the most. If you think of your best employee you've ever had, if you think of the best person who reports you've ever had, that's an A player and that's what you want. What do you need to do with them? You need to anticipate their needs and give them help preemptively. These are the people that you're building your systems around. These are the people that you're supporting in the field. So if they need equipment, make sure they have it. If they need an upgraded laptop, don't make them come ask you. You know, think about it ahead of time. What do they need to complete their job and make sure they have that support. If they need a great CRM system, get them the CRM system. Don't make them come asking even pain points. They don't know to ask for. You need to be solving ahead of time. And this will help inform you building the strategy of your business. If you are thinking about the needs of your A players and how you can help them, that's a great exercise in improving your strategy and making sure that you're doing everything you need to have a great strategy and to get the best result in the field. What else you need to do? You need to listen to them. You can learn so much about your business from your A players. These are the studs. These are the ones who are doing the job to the best possible degree. So those are the people you want to, you want to listen to. You want to talk to them. You want to see what they think is needed. You want to see what can be improved. You want to see what they're doing. Go study them and see what they're doing in the field. A really brilliant sales guy I know uh, was getting hired on in med device and his one requirement, you know, they asked him, what does he want? He didn't go and talk, ask for a bigger salary to negotiate or something like that. He, he had an uncapped earnings potential. He knew that he could ring it out if he really made his sales number. So what he was focused on is how am I best equipped for this? The only thing he negotiated was to go watch the best person in the field, just to get to be glued to them for a month and to go watch them learn what they're doing right, learn how they make the sale, learn how they build the relationships, learn why they're the best and then emulate that 
right? So if these people are the best in your organization, why wouldn't you go study them? Why wouldn't you go see what they're doing? Why wouldn't you go learn what makes them the best? So what you need to do with your A's, you need to listen to them. You can learn a ton and you need to take those best practices and shine a light on them. I did a previous podcast on sharing best practices. Uh, I'm biased, but I definitely think it's one of the best podcasts that was ever made. <laughs> no, it's a good podcast though. And you should go listen to it. And there's where I'll unpack you know, best practices and shining a light on them. But uh, that's, this is a great opportunity for sharing those best practices, for finding and identifying them. Look at what your best people are doing. Spend some time watching them. Be a fly on the wall. That's my recommendation there. What else you need to do? You need to pay them well. Align their best interests with your own, I wrote here. That's very, very important. You know, I spoke to it earlier. Why have that headwind? Put, put the wind in your sails. Put it behind you. Make your life a little easier with, you know, it's wasted money to give bonus to bad employers to give bonuses for behavior would have gotten anyways. But if, if they're getting you great results, if they're making it rain, pay them well, let them feel safe about that. Don't jerk around their bonus plan. Don't be stingy about it. Get it big, get it out there and make it reliable and make it something where when they win, you win and make it uncapped. That's something your A people need is they need lots of opportunities to so make your bonus program untapped. They want to make hundred thousand dollars, 200,000 more with you, then make sure they have that opportunity. If they make it rain, make sure that they have un uncapped opportunity for compensation and make sure they have uncapped uh, opportunity in their career whenever possible. Make it so that growth is recognized and rewarded. That should be your culture. And that's what these A people need. That's what you should be doing for them. You need to give them inspiration. Your best people are going to want a little bit of buy into company culture. They're going to want, want a little reason for why they're with you instead of somewhere else. You need to keep perspective. These people are constantly being recruited. And one option they always have is to go out and start their own business doing whatever. You know, these are studs and they could quickly become your competitor in your own business. You know, if you don't have good non-competes or um, even so, you know, th th if you don't do a good job of creating enough opportunity for them. So you need to kind of recognize where these people are on that continuum and keep them engaged, you know, make sure that your deal is the best one they can get, that the synergies that are there. Because if you're a big organization, you know, they can get a lot of boost from uh, the growth opportunities of scale and things like this, the brand recognition, blah, blah, blah. But also you can give them inspiration. They can be a part of something bigger than themselves. And that's something that your A players really, or at least in my experience, generally want to feel. Uh, and, and they deserve it. You know, it's not just like you're you know doing this and, and it's not deserved. These are the people who do deserve that, who did earn it. And they want to be, they, they want to be near one another too. That's another big thing. A strong culture has strong players at every single corner. I'll talk about that with the C employees later, but if you have a bad actor on the team, it really drags everyone down. You know, that classic, oh, this is a cancerous person in the company because they just drag everyone down and they make it a pain to go to work or they're never carrying their weight or they're never getting things done and they're holding up the whole process. A players never have that and they want to be surrounded by people who don't have that either. If you can find A players and put them all together, that's one way to keep them very engaged and keep them very inspired. But make sure the culture and the mission of your business is as inspiring as possible. That's a big thing that your A players are going to want that you're going to need to do for them. Uh, give them a career path. I mentioned that in there, you know, make sure they have uncapped opportunity that show them, you know, in line, have open conversations with them about their ambitions and, and how they might get there and make sure they have unbridled opportunity that meets their results. That's a really big thing. Don't overshoot this. You know, it, sometimes people are great at a certain level of management and they can be an A player at that level of the organization and you give them more responsibility than they need or you promote them beyond their skill set and they can start to fail. So make sure that you're aligned, not just with what they want, but what they're capable of. That's what a good leader does. They really identify what, what the best 
outcome is for these different people, what they're capable of and stretching them beyond what they perceive and keeping them within the bounds when the people, you know, perceive that they can do more than they really can. So that's a little bit of a balancing act and it's person specific, but give them a career path, make sure that they see the growth, make sure that, that you're aligned with what they want, that you know what they want and that you're meeting it whenever you possibly can. Those are the things that you need to do for your A's. You know, how many of these people can you have? How many direct reports can you have if, if you have A players? The answer is really brilliant. This is why A players are so important. It's infinite. You can have as many of these as you can convince to work for you. And as long as they remain A players and don't slip back down to B performers where you, they need to be managed, by definition, they're out in the field doing it on their own. You know, you can even build systems of A players to support other A players in the field doing different roles. If you have an A player, your, your company can scale ad finitum. You know, that these are the people who by definition are doing their job excellently, who are bringing the results, who are bringing home the bacon. You know, these are the people who are performing for you. You can have as many of them as you can hold on to, as many of them as you can incentivize. So you can have infinite A's and that's an exciting thing. You know, keep that perspective when you're developing employees that, boy, you know, the, the outcome here is that I can have infinite people who are studs that, you know, the whole company is benefiting from, that I'm benefiting from. That's the coolest feature of A. So A's are your studs. Get them in the organization. Identify them whenever you can in the recruiting process. If you see someone who's a rising A in your company, hold on to them dearly because those are the important people to you and to your growth. Let's move on to B's. What are B's? B's are your A's in training. These are the people that you're hopeful will one day develop into A's, but they aren't A's yet. So they aren't quite self-directed, but they're doing good work. They aren't quite, you know, totally, um, uh, what's the, what, like they aren't quite, doing the same results that an A player might, but they have the promise of it. They have the ability to do that. And what you're doing with your Bs is you're developing them to a point where they are your A's. So that's the perspective you need to keep about your Bs is that uh, these, these are the future A's of your organization. Now you can't have infinite of these, you know, obviously these are the people who need your attention to develop into A's. So you can only have so many of them and I'll get into how many I think you can have, but uh, this is where leaders make the most impact. You know, this is where people need strong leadership. You know, they need people to give them the direction. They need people to have a bigger vision for themselves than they have for themselves. Uh, a bigger, bigger picture for them than they have for themselves, I should say. You know, you need people uh, who, who respond to that leadership, but people need leadership in return to get their best result in a lot of cases. So this is where leaders make the most impact. This is where they take uh, someone who has a lot of promise and they develop them into that A player, into that person who's self-directed, who's bringing home the bacon without any extra direction, who they're just giving resources and support to rather than development. So that's what Bs are. Bs are the people who aren't yet A's, but you're hopeful they're going to become A's. And you need to watch this closely. You spend your time on your Bs, but you're making sure that they progress. You don't want to have a B that's slipping backwards towards a C. You don't want to have someone who's stuck in a B forever. Uh, you want Bs who are making steady progress towards being independent, towards being an A, towards being a producer. Uh, characteristics would be they're driven. You know, these are people who are hungry. They're eager oftentimes. You know, these are the hardworking ones who show you the, the big hours they put in. They're not necessarily the most productive during those hours, but they're getting better, you know. Uh, but they're, they're eager. They're engaged. They're trying, to get, they're trying to be better. They're trying to be A's. You know, these are the people who are ambitious and aren't, don't have productivity that quite meets that ambition, if that makes sense. Because you, what you want to look at with people, you know, it's encouraging to look at hard work and to want to reward that. That's absolutely true. But really what you want is productivity. You want people who create results, not necessarily just people who put in long hours or work dutifully or, or sweat, you know, make, get some, uh, some sweat on their brow or whatever, right? Like you want people who are actually 
being productive. You know, I've had people who are pulling their hair out. You know, they put in more hours a week than my clinics are open when they're running one of my clinics, for example. You know, really hard workers, people who are, you know, burning the midnight oil, trying to figure out how to promote it and do this, do that, but they aren't getting the result. Well, that's, even though they're working really hard and you want to see them be successful, that's not as valuable to the company as someone who's good at the job and getting the result in normal business hours, working 40 hours a week. So you want to look less, you want to make sure the input is there if it's someone who's developing, but really what you're looking at is productivity. But these, these B players are willing to put in that input. They're willing to invest hours. They're willing to work hard to learn. Uh, in that regard, they're skilled, but they're unpolished, maybe even just a little green. You know, it's particularly true of people who are earlier in their career. You know, college just does not prepare people for the workforce. Uh, I wasn't prepared, you know, in hindsight, and I had the benefit of uh, having all this exposure to business and starting, you know, uh, my first patent when I was 15 years old and working in business from that young age, even then at 22, when I was leaving university, I, I wasn't prepared to be the businessman that I am today. It's experience in the field. It's learning from uh, experience. You know, it's learning, it's touching fire, making sure it's hot, it's making mistakes. It's getting out there and getting some experience. That's when you go from being green to being truly effective. And no one's born that way. You know, it comes with some bumps and bruises and scrapes and it comes with time and it comes with engagement. So these people are skilled and unpolished, but maybe they're a little green. You know, maybe they just don't have the experience yet. Uh, maybe they just never had a strong leader. Even maybe it's someone who's 10, 20, 30 years in their career who always had potential, but just followed bad people or was in bad situations or never got developed and was given routine tasks. Most of time your A players wouldn't allow that to happen to them for such a prolonged period of time, but it is possible, you know, so it could just be, it's not necessarily, you know, that someone's start starting their career in green. It could be that they're you know, have a bunch of years under their belt, but they're green. So that's worth paying attention to, too. Um, they are loyal. I think that loyalty is consistent between B's and A's. You know, they need to be engaged in order for them to be able to uh, uh, progress from being a B to an A. I think that you can't have someone who's not engaged with the company, who's not engaged with their career, who's not engaged with getting better. If you if they aren't engaged with that, then they aren't going to make progress from B to A. So that's important to kind of know as well. Um. With this, uh, one last characteristic I want to talk about is they're resilient and coachable. You know, these are people who take criticism and they take it in a positive way. They learn from their mistakes rather than trying to double down and hide behind them. They learn and they try to grow. The worst thing you can get is someone who's, you know, just says something, blurts out an idea and then doubles down behind it and doesn't learn from their mistakes, doesn't learn from their bad ideas. You want people who are resilient and you want people who are coachable, you know, so you're going to have to beat them up a little bit sometimes to get their best performance. I talk about that a little bit in that, uh, in my, uh, podcast episode I did about, uh, well, anyways, this is something I've talked about in previous podcasts, but nonetheless, you need people who you spend your capital with. And that was the episode I was focusing on. You know, you need people who follow you and are ambitious and you build capital with them, but then you're able to spend it without them getting too sensitive. And so you need people who are coachable and you need people who are resilient, who can stand up to those quote unquote critiques, those criticisms, those growth opportunities and take them in a positive way and, and to grow from them. Uh, what do you do with your bees? You focus on them. This is where the majority of a leader's time is spent. Like I said, your A's is almost a burden when you're interacting with your A's for your A's. I mean, you know, they, they almost don't need help. They don't need you to get on them. The worst thing you could do is give them useless reports so that you can quote unquote be involved in what they're doing. No, no, no. A's need, A's just need support and you need to get out of their way. B's are where you're spending all your time as a leader. So even though it's a little bit counterintuitive for some young entrepreneurs or some young leaders to focus on their, their second strongest people. Your strongest people don't really need you. Those A's you've already developed that you already have good rapport with, just let them run. Your B's are where you spend your time. 
So you need to focus on them. You need to be direct and concise with them about what you need. You need to be clear. And this takes some discipline. You need to sit down and think about what you're demanding of these people. Think about how that helps them progress from being a B to an A. And you need to be direct and concise. You need to give them measurable results and follow up. You you need to make sure that you're quantifying their progress, that you're quantifying what they're doing, and you need to follow up. You need to constantly be identifying what you want to improve about them and systematically working towards that. Um, you know, you need to be looking at what trait they're improving on. So this is someone who, let's say someone who, uh, is shy, but has a good personality and could be good at sales. Right. So you need to be improving their shyness for a bit and, and maybe give them some goals. Hey, you're going to cold call, you know, 20 people an hour for this week. And that's all you're going to do all week. And you're going to bust them out of their shell that way. And then you notice, Hey, that person's not shy anymore. They made some progress on that. Well, let's move on to the next thing they need. The next thing they need is to be more organized with their time. You know, I want to teach them how to keep a, keep their schedule, how to keep their calendar and how to be more dri- or more organized. Well, now you're shifting about what you want to improve. You've improved the one thing and you're going to check back in on it later. You're going to check and make sure they're not shy anymore, but you're able to move on to the next characteristic you're trying to develop all with an eye towards them one day being independent with them one day being that stud a player we described earlier. So that's what you need to be doing with your B's. You need to be constantly identifying what you're going to improve and constantly pushing them towards that A performance. So your B's are where leaders are made. Now listen, B's can become C's and I'm going to talk about C's in a moment. But bees can become C's. They can fail out of your hopes. You know, it may be that you had ambition for a B to become an A and they didn't make it happen. They just aren't ever going to improve. Then they become a C. So what is a C? C are the bad, bad employees who will never improve. They're just a waste of your time. No matter how much time you spend on these people, no matter how much time you try to improve them, they're not going to give you that love back. You're never going to get the performance back. You're never going to get progress in your company or in your culture. And in most cases, C's actually hurt your company and hurt your culture actively. So let's unpack that a little more. You have to get these out of your system. You know, they'll suck up your energy, but, but they'll never improve. And that's a really key thing is that you're going to have these people who are going to, you know, take your time, take your focus, steal away the, the precious time you have. Like, there's only so many hours you have in a week to be a productive entrepreneur. So if you're spending your time on bad employees, people who just aren't getting it done, people who aren't going to ever give you back that, uh, that attention exponentially, then you're just wasting that time. So they'll suck up your energy and they'll never improve, but even worse, they'll drag down your organization if you let them stay. Because these are the people, you know, if you look at their characteristics, they're lazy, they're unmotivated. Oftentimes they're negative. You know, they're, they're, some of them are even passive aggressive, right? Like the quote unquote cancer of employees who go around infecting everyone else with their negativity and dragging down the mission of the company or always naysaying the company and, and chirping in everyone's ear about all the things that could go wrong when you're trying to highlight the things that can go right and get buy-in and get and build towards a great initiative. These are the people who are working against that. And, and that's the key feature is that if you let these people stay in your company, it's not just that it's a waste of resources with them alone or that their job isn't doing well. They'll actually spread. And like I highlighted earlier, A players want to be around A players. I want to work with A players. You know, I'm an A player. I want to work with A players. And if you don't surround me with A players, I'm going to leave the system. Or if, if I'm not surrounded with A players as an owner of a business, I'm going to change that uh, because I want to be around successful people. I want to be around like-minded people. I want to be around people who are carrying their weight. You know, I don't want to be the one who's carrying a ship. I don't want to be around people who are unmotivated or people don't inspire me. So these are the people who will run away your A's. You know, it's not just bad enough. That they're not going to do their job. They're going to hurt your culture. They're going to hurt your company actively in that way. You know, th- these, these people are inept. That's a characteristic they have. They're inept. You know, the people just can't get their job done. And sometimes that's technical ability. Sometimes that they're in too big a position for themselves. Sometimes it's just that they're not engaged. 
they don't care that they're not career oriented people, which is fine. You know, we, there's some of those people out here, but I just don't think they have a place in great organizations, you know, that these are the people who are focused on other things in their life. But oftentimes these are just the people who are losing and everything. You know, these are the people who just aren't happy people. They aren't well adjusted. They don't have a lot going on and they're going to drag down the people around them. You need to identify this. You need to get them out of your company. So your A's you try to keep and you, you support them. Your B's you try to develop to become A's and your C's you get rid of. And that's basically the ABC system in a nutshell. One more thing about the C's, they can be tyrannical, tyrannical if they're in a leadership position. You know, these are the people who will suck up to you with the expectation that the people below them will suck up. And even, even if they aren't sucking up to you, you know, when you turn your back, these are the people who are going to make, you know, their reports life a living hell. You know, the people who the stories come out with after you finally get around to firing them about all the terrible things they did, all the extra hours they made people put in, you know, nightmare stories about getting yelled at, having their positions threatened, uh, told to do things outside of normal work hours, whatever, right? You know, those nightmare bosses, you know, these people will be tyrannical if you leave them in leadership positions. So C's that are in leadership positions are exponentially more dangerous to your business. You know, not just the people who are out there doing some rudimentary tasks, the people who are leading other people who are responsible for a team who have direct reports. You got to identify those C players quick and get them out or else you'll lose a lot of good people and you'll really lose your culture. Um, so that's kind of ABCs in a nutshell. You know, like I said, your A's are the people you just want to incentivize, you want to hold on to, you want to support. The B's are the people who are either becoming A's or C's, and you need to watch that closely, and you need to make every effort to develop them into A's. This is where leaders spend most of their time. And the C's are the bad people who are never going to get it. These are the people you got to see, you got to identify, you got to get out of your company. A great example of a C that we had once was, uh, you know, we, we had a, a, just a terrible employee who we think was abusing drugs or something, but he was like in the office at odd hours and freaking out the staff and everything. And he started to have people, we noticed everyone was like raising red flags about his behavior and kind of being erratic and things. And sure enough, when we uh, dug into that deeper, we found, you know, this is just a C player. This is someone you got to get out of there. Someone who's just tearing down this company, you know, who knows what his problem is, but he was just not the right fit and a terrible leader. And you're going to lose great people around him if you let them stay. I'll tell that story in more detail sometime. It's actually a pretty funny one. But the, the point there being that the C player would have run off people who report to him if we allowed him to stay. And that's the real consequence of this and, and getting it wrong. But getting it right is really encouraging. You know, that if you have A, B, and C players, if you have, uh, an, if you have an infinite number of A players that you can identify and you can incentivize, your company's going to do beautiful things. And you're going to be a better leader if you can actively identify where your employees fall on the scale. You know, you do the unfortunate task of rooting out your C's. You, do, you dutifully spend time on your B's accurately, you know, that you know which one is in development and which one's already graduated. And then your A's, you're just supporting. Your company's going to go to a beautiful height. So it's a really important thing to get right. It's a really important thing to do well. It's a really important thing to know your ABCs you know, to know which employees you have and, and how to identify them. It's really important too. one last thought. It's important for your whole company to understand the system, both on how they'll be evaluated, but also so that they can apply it to their direct reports. You know, you want this to be scalable. You want this to be something where, you know, the people in the field identify with how they're going to be judged, but also that the same culture is being used for the whole company. So what I mean by that is if you're the CEO of a business and you like this ABC system, so you adopt it, or you do like a slide adaptation, and you use it. You don't want someone in the field doing some huge bureaucratic thing like I described earlier, like Amazon does for ranking employees. No, you want everyone to be on the same page with how employees are evaluated and doing the same thing top down where appropriate. The only exception to that might be if you have some technical roles in your company that, you know, have different analysis of what good performance is, you know, maybe that needs to get in a little more depth versus like a sales position that can, is very appropriate for judging on an A, B or C basis. 
But nonetheless, you want to be consistent whenever possible with the system. You want at least for the people to know what system they'll be judged by, you know, and, and understand what that means for their career and understand what they should be working towards. So we'd like everyone in our business to know about the ABC ranking, to apply it to the people who report to them and to look at it for themselves, you know, to be constantly challenging themselves about where they fall on that scale and uh, which one are they, you know, working towards becoming an A if they aren't there already. So that's it. That's how we handle it. That's how we evaluate people. That's how we make sure we have the best people and how we uh, incentivize or manage them appropriately. So the AB system, ABC system, something that we love is super simple. It's something that I'd really suggest you look at implementing in your own company or in your own uh, position. So that's the podcast on leadership today. Thank you guys for the support so much. Don't forget, you can send listener questions to the Blackwood show at gmail.com and I'll get to them on the show hundred percent, but I appreciate all the listenership. We're cruising towards a thousand downloads in our first month, which was kind of my stretch goal. So I think we're going to cruise right through that and really beat that goal. So thank you so much for the support. I know there's lots of great ways to get entertained, not the least of which are got a lot of great podcasts. So thank you for listening to little old me talk at you soon.